From in and around the Capital Region, on the Alive Radio Network, this is The Matter at Hand. I'm Alicia Purdy. Sorry, but can we discuss the Enneagram, please? In essence, Christians love it. I don't know why, but it's like a number system. All it is is just explain away your terrible personality traits. Let me just say that your Enneagram number, it's not admissible in the court of law. Yeah, uh, your your second degree murder, I'm a six. That's just what we do. Do you know your Enneagram number? Should you know your Enneagram? What is an Enneagram? And why are Christians in such division over its growing use in the church? The Enneagram of Personality is a categorization tool that classifies human personality traits into a typology of nine interconnected personality types. The symbol of the Enneagram is a figure composed of three parts, a circle, an inner triangle, and an irregular hexagonal periodic figure, each corresponding to a series of nine numbers that, when ordered in certain combinations are said to reveal the inner workings of the human mind and heart. Is this my whole life? Are these just tendencies? I'm overwhelmed by all of these personalities. Open our eyes from once to the nights. Let's see. Proponents of the Enneagram say it's a useful tool for spiritual formation that harnesses the power of one's personal stories and false messages they carry within so that they can learn how to rewrite them according to the truth, love, and kindness of God. Others warn against the Enneagram by pointing out its origination. Others warn against the Enneagram system by pointing out its origination and use within the occult and say, useful or not. The Enneagram is a New Age mystical tool of prediction and counterfeit spiritual guidance that has no place within the body of Christ. Among practicing psychologists, however, most are largely dismissive of the Enneagram as a true psychological evaluation or science tool, saying there's no empirical evidence that the Enneagram can accurately describe human personality or spirituality, and that the nine Enneagram types do not align with any scientifically evaluated models of personality. Furthermore, say psychologists, the Enneagram testing system often produces disjointed results that are not useful to any accurate psychological approaches to dealing with deep issues people grapple with in their lives. The history of the Enneagram is vague, though its supporters say the approach comes from the thinking of desert fathers, Kabbalists, Sufi mystics, Pythagoreans, the Chaldeans, or other ancient groups. Joe Carter, an editor for the Gospel Coalition, notes that the earliest mention of the Enneagram is found in the 1920s in the writings of the Russian occultist P.D. Ospensky, who attributes it to his teacher, the Greek-American occultist George Gurdjieff, who considered the Enneagram a symbol of the cosmos. Later on, another occultist, Oscar Picasso, connected the Enneagram to human personality traits that he says were taught to him by the archangel Metroton while he was high on mescaline. In the 1970s, the Enneagram began to spread in popularity among Catholic mystics, and in the 1990s, the Enneagram Institute was formed by former Jesuit priest Don Rizzo and Franciscan friar Richard Rohr but its rapid spread across evangelical churches has been much more recent, prompting many Christians who came to Christ out of the occult to speak out against the Enneagram and warn pastors of its use among their congregations. 
So you're supposed to take this test and identify who you are so you can understand yourself and then understand other people better. If someone wants to know their identity, they don't need to turn to false gospel personality tests. They need to turn to the Bible. There they will find who they are. If they're a saved believer, they are a child of God. They're adopted into God's family. That's better than any Enneagram number. That's better than any horoscope name. To know that you're adopted into God's family, that's the best news ever, especially since we were saved while we were still dead in sin. Doreen Virtue worked as a psychotherapist who specialized in personality and mental health testing before she became a Christian. And after her conversion, Virtue switched to studying the Bible, earning her degree as a theologian. These are doctrines of demons. And the Bible's very, very clear that we are not to be a part of any ungodly counsel. Our purpose is not to glorify ourselves. We were doing that before we were saved. We were all about me, me, me. And that's what you see the false teachers giving these these sermons that are all about me-centered theology. The Enneagram just has you completely focus on yourself, which has you away from focusing on Jesus and the true gospel. You know, we first should be really honest with ourselves and with God. Why do I want to take this test? And turn to God for wisdom. He's the source of all wisdom, not a test. We don't need anything else. With her secular psychology background, in combination with her knowledge of the Word of God, Virtue says she's on a mission to warn Christians against the use of the Enneagram. Joe Carter of the Gospel Coalition says that the Enneagram began to spread among evangelicals when the long-standing Myers-Briggs evaluation system began to crumble after people realized the system was classified as pseudoscience and had very low accuracy in predicting or defining personalities. What most people don't know is that the Myers-Briggs personality test also has its roots in the occult through the teachings of psychologist Carl Jung, who was openly involved in occultist practices. In fact, we can now prove scientifically that what looks like darkness to the human eye is in fact filled with photons of light. (laughs) And what the early mystics and even the medieval mystics said, everything is light, (laughs) is in fact now proven to be scientifically true. And what sin might be described as is is our unwillingness to draw upon that, to trust that, to allow that, to be that, which, of course, to be that which we already are. Richard Rohr is the American Franciscan priest and writer on spirituality who co-founded the Enneagram Institute. According to Rohr, a person does not have to go through Jesus Christ for salvation and reconciliation to God, but can rather simply fall in love with the divine presence under any name. And according to Rohr, the Bible is not the word of God, but shows how many evolved in their thinking of God and indeed all already possess what he calls divine DNA. The incarnation did not begin with Christ, Jesus. That was the human incarnation. The incarnation of Christ, in fact, began with the Big Bang. The moment God decided to materialize, we have the eternal Christ, the coherence of matter and spirit, which has existed since the beginning. 
Rohr's popular Enneagram teachings and tests have become so popular among evangelical Christians that they are frequently referenced and taught by church elders, youth leaders, worship leaders, and Christian self-help groups within churches. Books on Enneagrams are sold at Christian bookstores like the one at Bethel Church in Redding, California. And recently, the pastor of Elevation Church, Stephen Furtick, even quoted Richard Rohr in his sermon. Faith is meant to be more than a formality. Can I preach this? Faith is meant to be more than a feeling. Faith is meant to be more than a formula. In fact, if you can reduce it to a formula and make sense out of it, it ain't faith. If you can explain it, it ain't faith. You don't need faith for what you can explain. You need faith for what your eyes can't perceive. You need faith for what you don't understand. Richard Rohr has a definition of faith. He says that faith is patience with mystery. Faith is the willingness to abide in a place that you don't fully understand the ramifications of. Faith is patience with mystery. But is the Enneagram's popularity among the evangelical church a sign of the great seduction? The great falling away that's warned of in the Bible? Or is the Enneagram a fun, harmless tool that can provide insight, however flawed, into issues people see in themselves? Does it matter that Richard Rohr's universal consciousness teachings are quoted from the pulpit? Is all truth God's truth, no matter where it's found? Is the mainstream Christian church infected with the spirit of the New Age? Or simply using a secular tool for God's ultimate glory? It's so uncannily accurate. It's so accessible. It's so helpful on the spiritual journey. It's the Enneagram, not the Pentagram. Don't panic, (laughs) people. It's all right. Ian Cron is an Episcopalian priest, an author, and therapist who wrote The Enneagram and You, A Journey of Becoming Your True Self, which was glowingly reviewed by Christianity Today. According to Cron, the only people who take issue with the Enneagram are evangelicals, who are very right-leaning in their perspective of the Bible, and who fear expressive individualism. Enneagram isn't magic. Self-knowledge is an important uh, feature of the human life, right? The development of self-knowledge. It actually reveals to you what that what's best about you is what's worst about you. It reveals that you have, uh, in many ways, uh, a particular core sin that mm. repeatedly trips you up. It reveals to you the work that we think that God has, at least in some part of your life. I think it's a useful tool. I think it's only one of many good tools in the life of a, of a Christian looking to develop into a wholeness, shalom, you know, complete self. I think it feathers well with the gospel. And I think everything about it is continuous with the message of Jesus. According to Kron, it doesn't matter that the Enneagram does or does not gel with the Bible, but that it can be used to help people better see their issues, to understand each other better, and even to see God at work within them, which he says ultimately God would want. But for Christians who lived actively in the occult before coming to Christ, they say it doesn't matter how positive a spin one puts on the Enneagram, its roots in the occult, its focus on self over Savior, and its mystical message influenced by the spirit of the New Age should make it a hard stop for Christians, and especially the leadership within churches. I bet you that when Stephen Furtick quoted Richard Rohr, 
98 to 99% of his audience had no idea who he was, but now they're probably going to look to him like he's some sort of legitimate source of spiritual truth. This is how we are influenced by the culture and the leaders into thinking this stuff is Christian. Melissa Doherty is a former New Age practitioner who uses apologetics to expose how she says New Age mystical thinking and perspectives that deviate from the true gospel are continuing to permeate the church and infect the minds of believers. While Doherty says she doesn't make a habit of publicly calling out pastors by name, she said the subversive harm to the church by pastors who dapple in New Age mysticism must be addressed. To some of these Christians, we should have no disagreements. We should keep the peace no matter what, have no judgments, and never call out anybody's beliefs as being wrong because we don't want to be intolerant. But we are never, ever commanded to be doormats to false teachings, bad hermeneutics, and terrible theology. We shouldn't allow such harmful teachings in the church just to keep the peace. People's souls are on the line here. In the Enneagram, the genius of it, and this is where it's uniquely Christian, we are going to make the devil work for God. This is the ultimate overcoming of evil, to make evil show itself for what it is. This has to do with learning to recognize energies much more than superficial external traits. According to Enneagram Institute founder Richard Rohr, the whole point of the Enneagram is to develop the spiritual skill of reading psychic energy. And when you get good at it, you, you read energies. I mean, really, you can train people to be psychic. That's what this was about initially. We didn't use that kind of word in the early centuries, but it was training people to read the soul. The spirit of the new age has long plagued the body of Christ, and for centuries, pastors have warned against its encroachment within the church. But is it too late? Are church leaders themselves succumbing to secondary tools, like the Enneagram, apart from the Bible, to guide the body of Christ? Am I to conclude that a man of God can start right to a true shepherd for a season, preach a true gospel, but something of hell lays hold of his heart and his spirit, something demonic, and he changes and he becomes a minister of Satan? Folks, it's happening every day. David Wilkerson was the founding pastor of Times Square Church in New York City, called to minister to gang members and drug addicts, as told in the best-selling book, The Cross and the Switchblade. This formula-based Accommodating gospel is contrary to everything in the scripture. We preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. And I'm afraid a majority of people who claim to be Christians and saved in these last days have been to the cross, but they've never been through the cross. They've never been buried with Christ. Paul said, I died with Christ. I was raised with Christ. I was crucified with Christ. Examining the issues that pertain to the people of God, this is the matter at hand. From in and around the Capital Region, on the Alive Radio Network, I'm Alicia Purdy.